This is the Hidden White Podcast, episode 676 with Thane Marcus. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's feature guest is Thane Marcus Fringler. The topic is discipline. Thane is a former pro golfer turned writer, speaker, collaborator, and entrepreneur. He is based in Los Angeles, California. After competing for nearly four years as a professional, he transitioned out of the world of golf into his new pursuit. In his current work, Thane is coming alongside other individuals and entrepreneurs to help them by taking the professional athlete's mindset to everyday people in everyday life. He is passionate about speaking to the journey from the journey and wants to empower this generation to take ownership of their lives and never settle for less than they are capable of. Guys, you're going to absolutely love this discussion with Thane Marcus, all about discipline. Enjoy. G'day, Thane, and welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. How are you today, mate? I am doing greatly. Thanks for having me on. Oh, pumped to have you here, man. It's uh, looking forward to our conversation. It's a topic that we're both uh, quite passionate about, and that is discipline. So uh, tell us, Thane, what is discipline to you? You know, discipline to me is is what it's saying no to things that aren't important so that you can say yes to things that are most important. And it and it's something that we get better at over time and it's a muscle. It's a muscle like we exercise any other type of muscle in our body. It's one that's less um easy to see. So that's what makes it a little bit harder for us to put in the work to do it. I love that. So saying no to things that are not important so we can say yes to things that are important. Isn't that great? It's so true, man. It's it's really and it's hard. Like I, I think this goes back to our childhood, right? It starts when we're young. Um and it, there's those studies by Stanford with the marshmallows. I don't know if you've heard of those, right, with the children. Oh, yeah. And it goes back to delayed gratification. Can you say no to the immediate reward, the immediate pleasure, in order to get the reward down the road? And and that ability to say no to the short-term gain is what produces the longer, more beneficial rewards. And really, uh, that speaks so truly to life because – nothing in life is easy, right? I mean, nothing is life, nothing worthwhile is easy to gain in life. And so, um, that's why discipline really is a non-negotiable is so crucial. We have to be disciplined in order to accomplish the, the goals that are set before us because it takes a lot of patience and persistence. And, uh, patience I'd have none of, but persistence I'm quite strong mm-hmm. in. That's one of those things. But look, that's um, that's really insightful and a great way to delve into the conversation today. Um, just those those couple of outlets that you, you've given us. Uh, but tell us, uh, Thane, why why is discipline something that you're 
talking about today, like what makes you a bit of an expert here and, 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 and a person that's you know, passionate about this topic? Yeah, thanks for it. It's an interesting story. I mean, my, my whole life I spent playing golf. And the game of golf is an interesting one because more than really any other sto- any other sport, the su- your success comes down to your own performance and it falls squarely on your shoulders. And and there's no coach to blame, there's no referee to blame, mm. there's no teammates to blame. You have you have to take full ownership of it. And so getting the chance to play golf my whole life really kind of teached me taught me this at a young age. Um, and as I progressed through the sport, I got into college, played collegiate golf, and then ended up turning professional and, and was blessed with the chance to play professionally for four years. And during that time, y- you deal with a lot of failure. In golf, only one person wins, <laughs> and the rest of the people fail. Um, so yeah, you know, playing playing professionally was really interesting because as a professional. You really have to put in the years to get to where you want to go. And the, really the only way you get there is by experience. Hmm. And experience comes with a whole realm of failure. <laughs> hmm. That's and, life, and, isn't it, really? I mean, yeah. it's, it all comes down to the experiences we have. It's so true. You know, we, we can learn through knowledge, but we can also we learn best through experience. Having someone tell us something is good. And learning from other people's failures is helpful. But... A lot of times we aren't going to fully believe it or own it or live it until we've lived it, really, truly. No, look, if we if we learned through knowledge alone and that that was the the path to mastery, we'd all be brilliant, we'd all be millionaires, we'd all be living the dreams. Uh, which unfortunately, <laughs> yes. we're not. It, it takes it takes hard work and and discipline and experiences, doesn't it? It sure does, yeah. And and so yeah, I think that's why discipline to me is such a crucial step because if we can't be disciplined with ourselves to lead ourselves well, then we aren't going to be able to lead others well. It really starts with yourself. Okay, cool. Talk to us a little bit about, I mean, we talked about, um, you know, uh, short-term pain, long-term gain, Um, the dualities of life, there's pleasure and pain, and then that's just the way it is. Um, We often seek the path of pleasure over, you know, any enduring pain. Um, we'd rather go after the immediate gratification than the long, longer-term sort of road to reward. Mm. Um, and it is it is a challenge uh, for all of us, uh, myself included, to where you're sort of tempted all the time um, by these immediate pleasures um, or you know immediate sense immediate rewards, basically, to yeah. avoid um, any challenge or pain that might be in front of us. Um, and th- and that's a hard thing to navigate for us all. And and I just want to sort of figure out with you, is discipline all about that? Is discipline all about just enduring that hardship, the pain, the challenge, and putting off potentially some of the joys that might be actually in front of us? Mm, that's good. Well, I, I want to underscore what you just said by saying that it's hard for me too. I don't think that there's anyone that's not hard for, right? It's, mm. it's very, words are cheap. So when you're listening to us talk words, right, these are very cheap for us to say, but doing it on the day to day is costly. <clears throat> it takes time, energy, and commitment. And it's hard for anyone, even for people like us talking into a microphone right now. Mm. Um, but, but yes, yeah, so I think discipline 
it's easy to start putting things into a box and life is never black and white. Like there's so much gray in life and that means it's a balance. It's almost always a balance between one area of white and one area of black. And there's somewhere this marrying between those two. And I think discipline is very similar because look, like life is meant to be to have joy, to have purpose and meaning in life, right? And and for us to say that discipline is the purpose in me, I don't I don't think that's true, right? It's it's a it's a it's a function, it's a means to accomplishing an end. We need to still have a why, a purpose behind what we're doing. And discipline is only a tool to be used to get there in my mind. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think it's important to also be balanced in it, right? It, it's not about this self-deprecating, never giving ourselves into any, you know, joys or pleasures and saying no to everything and just kind of being this, you know, self-deprecating monster that doesn't, that just is cruel to ourselves, right? We need to, we need to give love. We need to show grace to ourselves because it's, life is going to be hard. And I think it needs to, it needs to be balanced with, um, some manner of rest and recovery just as much as going to the gym, right? When you go to the gym to exercise your 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 physical muscles, you're not working out every day, all day. You're you're spending, you're exerting yourself for a couple hours and then you're allowing yourself to recover and maybe even giving yourself a day or two to recover. And I think I think discipline is also a helpful um, comparison in that sense. It's a parallel form of of exercising yourself and expending yourself, but then allowing yourself time to recover and rewarding yourself. Rewards can be a really useful tool in creating discipline. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, well said, because I think sometimes that, that word discipline, you know, you, you look at people with discipline and it's just, it, in myself included, I've got, I feel I've got a, a fair bit of discipline in most areas of my life. Um, but sometimes I, I realize that it's, it's a sense of I'm taking life too seriously all the time and maybe giving up some of those moments of joy, some of those moments where I could um, just experience life in yes. a more, you know, true quality. Um, so I think that's where it's, you know, we've got to just um, define that and differentiate what discipline's all about. And it goes back to what you started with saying is that it's about, um, you know, giving up the things that are not important so we can do the things that are important. And that might be, um, you know, to have an hour uh, of a bit of recovery time, to to take your eight hours a night's sleep, to um, it might be to spend a bit of time with the, the family watching, you know, a funny family show or movie mm. or something like that you know that that stuff is important too um so yeah. it's about finding the disciplines to do that as well rather than going for you know the night out with the boys or you know things like that as well so it's, it's that finding what's important it's so true yeah i am curious to hear what would you say uh from your perspective is is kind of the on the discipline side what's the hardest for you to be disciplined in I probably um, like to party a little bit, so sometimes <laughs> um, that's that's where I, I can easily, you know, because um, I, I sort of go 100 miles an hour generally, um, and I've changed that, I guess, um, over the years as well. But um, when I have the downtime um, or there's an opportunity to go out and have a, have a good time, um, I'll, I'll go and, and I'll, I'll go above and beyond <laughs> in that sense as well. Yeah. So sometimes it's um, yeah difficult to get the disciplines there. What about yourself? Yeah, it's cool. I, it's funny. I mean, I I'm so goals oriented and living in America. In I'm in Los Angeles, which is kind of the achievement 
uh, epicenter. It's a culture of achievement. So it's this culture of like nonstop, incessant working and driving and trying to achieve and accomplish. So it's really hard for me to discipline myself to rest, um, which is really sad. Like that's a, that's a, it's a bad thing. Like our culture here praises that and it's not good. And so I think, um, taking a day off and, um, being okay with, um, getting enough sleep and those kind of things. Those are actually a hard discipline for me to have, um, because of the culture that I'm in. It's just interesting though. I mean, I think every culture has different, um, demands on us and places different expectations on us. So it's just interesting to see how those affect our disciplines. But, Hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. We were, we're more a product of our culture than we'd like to admit. But even even the disciplines we create for ourselves and, and not, you know, perhaps there's an expectation that's been driven externally. Um, I mean, the whole idea of hustling, it's such a big thing. Um, you know, go out there and hustle yeah. and just go nonstop and achieve your goals and achievement, achievement, achievement. People forget to stop living the joy and living in the moment and it's, uh, it's a bit of a shame. But there is, I can see, you know, more and more books about sleep and um, the benefits of sleep and um, there's this shift that's sort of happening there as well. Um, and yeah, it's about taking that discipline. Like I'm, you know, probably like you, um, I was staying up to 10 and waking up extra early, um, and getting seven hours or under asleep. And, you know, for me, that's, it's just not enough. Um, yeah. so I, I discipline myself now to go to bed at night. And then to be honest, it's, it's not a hard ask cause I'm bloody tired by that time anyway. Yes. Um, and I'm still up early, but at least I get that little bit extra sleep. Yeah, totally. There's a great podcast that Joe Rogan did with Matthew Walker. Matthew Walker's kind of been going through the ranks and he just really gives a lot of pertinent, important information on sleep. And on average, I mean, seven to nine hours is what the average human needs. And in America, like most people are in, I think anybody who's a high achiever like you yourself or, or anyone that's wired that way is going to be tempted to run off of, you know, three to five to seven hours, somewhere in that range. And and typically it's seven to nine that we, our bodies require. And it's like a bank account, you know, when you withdraw funds for so long, it's, it's going to be a deficit that you have to get back at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Matthew Walker, I'll check him out. I think I've come across his book actually. Um, cool. So let's talk about uh, developing disciplines. Um, where do you start with people as far as, okay, well, let's develop your disciplines and yeah, how do you go about it? Mm, that's great. Well, I think your podcast, the the name of it really speaks to that, right? The hidden why, because if there's not a why, if there's not a purpose, if there's not a meaning for why you're instilling disciplines or striving to produce disciplines, then what's the point, right? I, at the end, like, like why would you, why should you instill disciplines? And there, if there isn't a, a hidden why or a why underneath that, then, then it's not going to stick most of the time. So there's a, there's a great quote by Michael Gerber. Uh, he wrote the book, The E-Myth Revisited, and he said that continuous improvement for its own sake is a waste of time. And that's the point is like there needs to be a why. There needs to be a greater reason for it. So I think starting there, getting clear about the vision, the trajectory, the things that people want to accomplish, that's the best place to start. Because if you get clear about that, then it makes the decisions, the daily decisions to choose the disciplines that you need to accomplish those goals a lot more attainable and um more so something that you actually want to do Mm. yeah good good point so find that purpose find that why um how how do you suggest you go about that you know i I, 
it really it it starts with self-awareness it kind of starts with introspection it 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 begins with taking time to just be with yourself be with a journal um be with your own thoughts really examine where you are gifted where you are called how you've been equipped throughout your life your experiences your trainings and and also like what need in the world do you want to fill there's so many needs in this world that that need there's so many you know problems yearning for solutions and so if if you see how you've been equipped how you've been how you've been created and called then you can start seeing where those needs are that you can potentially fill and and a lot of these things are very long-term vision right so you kind of start with the 10-year you go for the long-term vision you go a little more mid long-term the three to five year vision and then you start looking at the year year ahead what do you want to accomplish in a year and then you kind of go down to the month right and so Hmm. i like scaling backwards off of the big vision to chunk it down yeah chunking is so huge and um, there's a great book called make it stick um all about learning and um they talk a lot about chunking in there as well as another one called the talent code that that deals a lot with deep practice and chunking is just really a huge integral part of learning so um so yeah i like to work big term vision backwards and then from there really get clear about um current life and what your everyday life looks like now, evaluating that, and then examining where you're gaining and losing time so that you can kind of optimize your efficiency um, and start really making strides towards those long-term goals. Okay. So self-awareness is very important, and um, I suppose a lot of people um, perhaps, and, and I know definitely looking back several years ago, I just didn't give myself that time to sit down and think about my future and think about what I was all after. I was just sort of following the paths that were in front of me and um, hoping that it would lead to some sort of success that I had no idea of what success was anyway. But um, how do you develop disciplines to find that time to have a bit of self-awareness? Or how do you encourage others Man, to do that? It's, yeah, it's hard, right? I, I, honestly, I was blessed by golf and I was forced to. <laughs> and usually we have to be forced to, to to do this because it doesn't necessarily make sense in the moment. But golf really forced me to. I, I you know, Playing professional golf, my success fell squarely on my shoulders again. And so when I wasn't succeeding... I had to figure out how to succeed, right? And so that started the process of after every tournament, I was journaling, I was reflecting, I was thinking. Um, after practices, I started jotting down notes so that I wouldn't have to relearn those things the next day. And then I'd also start spending time meditating before so that my mind and my focus could really be on the practice so that I could have deep work or deep practice, as they talk about, hmm. which is hyper-focused. And so um, I was I was blessed in that I was forced to develop that um, through golf, but most people aren't afforded necessarily that type of arena. So I think, I think again, um, self, so self-awareness, the way I like to break it down for people is, is threefold, um, kind of a threefold process. The first part is really, um, retrospectively, um, retroactively looking at, um, yourself and the decisions you make. So that means, taking time with a journal, maybe in the evening or once a week, and looking back on your week and looking back on the decisions you made and just talking about it, writing about it in the journal, um, and really getting clear about why you did what you did and what was good or what was bad or what you liked or disliked about that. Um, and that's looking back. And then and then you start looking, you start being more active in your awareness of it. You start seeing it happen when it happens. So you start seeing, oh, I just did this. 
this is interesting. Why did I do this? Or, or why was I led to make this decision this moment? You're starting to see it more actively in the moment. And then the, the, the kind of the mastery phase, the, the one beyond that is proactively being able to see the decision that you'll like, you're likely to make before it happens so that you can correct courses and make the decision that you really want to make, not necessarily being led by your emotions in the moment. Um, and so I think that that threefold process of looking back, looking at your current, and then being able to project forward that retrospectively, the active and the proactive are really helpful hmm. ways to kind of chunk it up. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, and going to your second point, you sort of mentioned, you know, looking for needs out there that potentially with your current skill set, talents, et cetera, um, you could help fulfill. Um, I mean, it's, it's sort of aligning yourself and your skills with the things that you're passionate about and things that others potentially um, could benefit from you uh, being there or sharing or, or making that impact. Mm. Um, and this, I guess, aligns with, you know, figuring out what's important and what's not. Um, because once you find that purpose, that why, that thing that you could do um, that lights you up, um, you start doing the things that are going to walk you closer to doing more of that and avoiding the things that aren't important that, are you know, are going to sort of distract you from achieving that. How do you... Um, I suppose, because it's, it's hard. It's really hard. How do you help others figure out what's important? Mm, man, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, so I'm a, I'm a Christian and I get those answers from my faith. So for me, it's going to be a little different than people listening or, or people from a different background or worldview. Um, so from my worldview, I get it from God's word, the Bible, and, um, and that's kind of how it is instilled in me. But I think it comes down to, uh, I think a, a something, a core tenant, whether or not you're religious or have any faith is just like, how does it love and serve others well? Cause life is not about ourselves. If you think about it, you're one of 10 billion people on the earth. And so to live our lives like we're the only thing that matters is is kind of foolish. I mean, we're one of 10 billion. And, um, and so it, I think a resounding purpose that we can all um, rally around is how can we love and serve others well? Um, and that doesn't mean that we can't have a good life and, and, and reap the benefits of hard work and all those great things. But if it isn't serving, uh, again, to meet a greater need of others in this world, then we do have to question it a little bit. Um, for me, it's, it's how can I love God well and then love others before myself? And, and I think those are my, under underlying foundational why for all that I do. Um, and then there's specific, you know, that's the universal and then there's specific, um, um, ramifications of that. And that's kind of, again, going back to the self-awareness piece of really taking a look at myself and who, how I've been gifted and equipped over my life of experience and learning and, and knowledge and, um, and then applying that to others and how I can serve others well. Yeah. Cool. Nicely said, and you, you see there's a bit of a shift happening. I think uh, millennials uh, certainly seem to be wanting to go out there and, and have an impact and help others uh, on a bigger scale, and, and I don't just pinpoint them out as, as the one and only that are doing it, but um, there's definitely a global shift. And, and I even look at um, – I'm currently revisiting Jack Canfield's book, Success Principles, and mm. um, you know some of the words from some of these great speakers and, and um, past authors and even philosophers, um, they talk about – you know, looking at goals and, and purpose and and things that are beyond the self, things that are outside of, of you know, your direct 
needs and desires and pursuits um, and, and seeing how you can have an impact. And I think contribution, impact or um, serving others is one element of the human nature that needs to be, um, uh, needs to be satisfied to live a free, fulfilled and happy life. Yeah, it's funny. We, I think we're wired for that. Like we get so much joy from giving to others Mm. and it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Like we giving people gifts, it's such a joy. Like we receive more benefit than almost they do in that. Yet it's so hard for us to like actually commit to doing that consistently because Again, that's a short term. We don't necessarily see the short term like, what do I get from this? But when we do it, we experience the benefit of what we actually get from that. And so it's kind of being able to believe that um, before doing it. And I think, too, the, there's one other thing that I'm actually pretty passionate about, which when you brought up millennials, it kind of sparked this in my mind. And that's I think that uh, there are generational roles um, in society. And so I think I think when you look at the different generations and as they repeat throughout society, um, I think that the younger generation's role is almost always to be the idealists because we, as I'm a millennial as well, and as, as millennials, right, we are growing up and we haven't lived enough life to really be um, well acquainted with the grief, the sorrows, the letdowns, and the inherent struggles of life that people who are 50, 60, 70 year olds know very well. And so, as a younger generation, I think it's our duty to be more idealistic, to believe in change, to believe in progress, to believe in pursuing these ideals um, because we haven't had the jaded cynicism that life dishes out. Mm. Um, and I think that that's an important role. And as we get older, that will become more and more of a reality and and we'll become more cynical just as we realize that, that these ideals are probably not very realistic but that's the point. <laughs> and so and so we kind of have to marry this idealism with realism. Um, and that realism comes back to, again, discipline, which is why I think it's so important. Like if we're ever going to accomplish these idealistic goals, we have to maintain for a long period of time a high degree of self-discipline that is realistic about day-to-day life and what we need to do right now, those baby steps of progress that take long times to make any progress, um, that, that's the only way that these ideals will ever possibly come into being. Mm. Um, so I think that even comes down to discipline as well. Absolutely. Well said. And I think idealism, I think um, you know, we, we are designed to um, uh, minimize the threats in life. And, and you know, if, if the millennials have these certain idealistic ways of how we should be living our lives going forward, it's probably uh, in purpose to overcome some sort of um, threat um, that we are facing. And, and there is that sense of threat there. And so um, unitedly, collectively, we could, you know, see these idealistics, uh, idealisms um, and with discipline, you know, pursue them to help us, you know, move forward and continue um, to progress um, through some of these global challenges that we're facing. Mm, yeah. What is, uh, I'm curious, what is, what would you say is uh, your hidden why behind what you do? Uh, my hidden why behind what I, yeah, good question. Um, no one's ever really asked me that before, but I think it's, it's really to um, have some level of contribution um, beyond, you know, my own purpose and my own, you know, self mm. pursuits. Um, that's for sure. Um, but there are other elements to that as well. And the other one that I, I certainly find myself, oh, a lot of what I do, the underlying motivations is uh, the need to progress, grow, learn, 
Um, and I mm. think growth is one of those other elements as well as um, mm. significance or contribution. Yeah, that's so good. I know the thing that was really the heart, one of the hardest parts about um, professional golf was that you get to a level of your game and ability where progress is so hard to actually tangibly see. And it was that was one of the hardest parts about that aspect of my career was that the growth was so minimal. It was so mm. like microscopic that it made it a lot harder to be. Um, persistent and motivated continually when you're not able to see that growth. And it's amazing how, how just fulfilling growth is. That's a cool, that's a cool point you made there. Yeah. And I think that maybe, um, perhaps that's why I'm so broad because when you do niche down into one particular area, it does become incredibly hard to see that, uh, you know, noticeable, um, growth or, or levels of improvement. Um, whereas broadly, I mean, we can, like if you, you practice golf and you're finding it hard there, there's always, a book to read you could always read about sleep and learn something different there or you could always go out and learn how to do the tango you know there's there's other ways that we yeah. can uh, make improvements so it's it's yeah it's pretty important um, but mate look fantastic conversation you've got a new book coming out so it should be launched just after the uh, the release of this episode from here to there a quarter life perspective on the path to mastery um how can best uh, how can people best reach you and, and find out more about thane marcus yeah, thanks, Lee. I appreciate it. ThaneMarcus.com is uh, where I house all of my information. So I do blog posts on there. I've got a podcast I do. you got a link on there you can do. Um, and then, yeah, the book's coming out from here to there. would love for you to, to pick up a copy and check it out. I'm really excited about it. It's been an 18-month project in the making. And it's really conveying just some mental models or frameworks for pursuing mastery or excellence in any field, illustrated by my my time playing professional golf and um and yeah it's it the 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 subtitle is really important for me because it is my my quarter life perspective looking back on it um and yeah i want people to take it for what it is you know and it's it's running it my grandpa stated it well he said look you're running a marathon and you're 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 running a marathon you're on mile nine of the marathon and you're writing about the marathon <laughs> yeah. and so i was like yeah that's a good point so i just want i want that to be the caveat but i still believe it can be helpful and, and know it can be helpful for people to read so um definitely check it out on thingmarks.com or on it'll be available on amazon as well so we'd love for you to pick up a copy Cool, guys. I'll stick the link into the show notes for this episode, episode 676. So make mm. sure you um, grab yourself a copy. Thane, I've got to ask, what sort of package did you have delivered there today during the interview? Uh, I, I run a side business. It's a coffee business called Collaboration Coffee. And so it was a bunch of supplies uh, for my uh, coffee business. I got a couple of events this weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Cool, mate. Well, Ben, pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Lee. Appreciate the time. Guys, check out the show notes at thehiddenwire.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwire.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwireguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwire.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Wire. 
If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in the hidden why, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.